Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. How's it going? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Aaron, good to have you back, man. Hey, hey. And George, good to have you here as well. Thanks for having me, dude. Of course, every week you guys can check it out, uh, thegaragerockshow.com, on over nine different platforms. Uh, we uh, got a giveaway going on. I wanted to give a shout-out. Where's that paper, guys? Um, Aaron, could you hand me that? We, we have our text club going on right now for our giveaways, and we have a new keyword this week. It is audio. Text that to 68683. That's A-U-D-I-O, audio, to 68683. In the prize closet this week is uh, continuing. We're going to finish it up this month, and then we're going to uh, switch it up uh, in March for you guys. But we're also going to get a winner this month of February for either your choice, Long Strange Trip, Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray, also the very best of the Doors 2018 remastered CD, or Pink Floyd the Early Years Blu-ray-DVD-CD combo. This will be your last chance this month of February 2019 to sign up for these prizes. So text the word AUDIO, that's A-U-D-I-O, right now to 68683 and you'll be entered and quick shout out i was checking some of the numbers and i gave away um we're going to be giving away some prizes shortly uh we had a lot of listeners um in a lot of parts of the area of the of the country that i was pretty uh, interested to see in, including st paul minnesota kansas city missouri outland park kansas oklahoma city oklahoma nashville and clarksville tennessee gainesville florida syracuse new york Santa Barbara, California, and Riverside, Phoenix, Arizona, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Boise, Idaho, Mandeville, Louisiana, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Wausau, Wisconsin, and Augusta, Georgia. Wow, thank wow, you guys for map. listening. Awesome. Thank those you, People listeners. in all those cities are listening uh, to the Garage so Rock Show awesome. podcast. So thank you for your support. Keep uh, telling your friends to enter the uh, contest as well and tune into the podcast. Uh, it's always free up at thegaragerockshow.com. All right, so getting into this week's news... We have a bunch of new releases uh, this week. Ariana Grande's got her album, of course, coming out today, 8th of February, but also a lot of other great albums, including Bob Mould's Sunshine Rock, Beast in Black, Cass McCombs, Jessica Pratt, LCD Sound System. We are saying, where's that coming from? But it's a live album, uh, The Electric Lady Sessions. Mercury Rev, Panda Bear, Jushu's got a new album out for probably quite some time, we were saying, George, right? I mean, it's been a while since they've done anything. To my knowledge. Oh, yeah, but, man, they played the Mindser and Merced so many times in the early 2000s. They yeah. were so great on that in the scene back then. Great live band. Yeah. Uh, Lemonheads, Dahlia, check that out. Oh, I, I love Evan Dando. Remember when we, like, ran into him at our hotel? Tell, we tell the, the listener's the... story real quick. Okay. Tell, tell the story. So... I'm I'm I love the Lemonheads. Oh, Chris and I went to the C2SV festival that we were invited. Uh, this is 2013 in San 2013, Jose. We were invited there uh, from the Garage Rock Show as a Garage Rock Show, and the festival takes place at all of, all of these different venues, all at all of these different downtown hole in the wall locations. Well, the Lemonheads were playing at. Uh, one little hole in the wall it was location. Like a coffee shop. It was like a coffee shop. So we were like just right there with the band. It was a floor. There's no stage. Just them playing live, doing their own thing. Great show. Great show. So we wake up the next morning. Um, we're going out. Uh, we run into uh, some of the guys from. Um, it was Keith Morris from Black Flag. Keith, uh, Keith Morris from Black Flag. Uh, they were all staying at our hotel. But Evan Dando, he's sitting on this. On this step, or sitting on this little, little, little bench or what have you, and we're walking. We get out of the elevator, and he's just sitting there, totally hungover. And I was like, I've got to do. It. I don't. I never get starstruck. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, oh my god, that's Evan Dando right now because all their, you know, vans and stuff were out part out front practice. So I, you know, go up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm a huge fan. And he was totally hungover. He's like, oh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, all right, you know, that was awesome. That was it. Awesome. That was it. That was it. But that was awesome for me. At least me. he tried. I love the Lemonheads. He, yeah, he tried. I'm sure they stayed up all night. He's got a cover album out uh, coming out today. It's called Varshans 2. So the Lemonheads' first album from them in a while cover album. I'm interested to see what's on that. Uh, what, what songs they cover, we'll have to see. Uh, all right, so rock headlines this week, a couple of them. Uh, okay, so Super Bowl. Did you guys uh, watch it at all? Uh, George, did you check it out? No, I did not. <laughs> no, Did you see any of the stuff online, though, from the Super Bowl show? <laughs> Come from on, the I actual know, I, game? No, no, no. From no. the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, from the halftime show? No, I didn't see any of that. <sighs> I didn't have to. I wanted to get your opinion. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 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 I about to hate on a band. No, no. But. Hey, I don't know. I thought maybe, you know, you would find... A silver lining in some some of the stuff, or if you saw it. But what'd you think, Aaron? I know I know you saw it. Yeah, it was pretty garbage. What'd you? I mean, the game sucked. First of all, it was one of the oh, lo- the lowest so scoring, boring. lowest scoring Super Bowl game I think in history. Yeah, I guess between the game and the show, it's probably all time the worst all around game. It Super was pretty Bowl. underwhelming all yeah. around, and the and the halftime show was just like. It, what pisses me off is they always have these shows before the the the. the actual Super Bowl that are like 10 times better like what we're going to talk about here is Foo Fighters, Tom Morello, Zach Brown Band, they were doing covers of Black Sabbath, Jane's Addiction, they had Queen's Roger Taylor on the drums saxophonist Dave Cause and a bunch of stuff and this was all before the thing and it barely got televised like it was online mostly I think they yeah, showed I don't a... remember any no, it, well it was the day before, that. it was the day before Saturday uh, night, uh, February 2nd and in Atlanta for, uh, for this but uh Anyway, the the halftime show was kind of underwhelming. Like you said, we're not trying to hate on it or anything, but it was pretty fucking disappointing. <coughs> uh, look at look at this uh, photo. Somebody oh. zoomed in on Adam Levine's uh, tattoo. So part of the Super Bowl, if you didn't see it, Adam Levine like takes his shirt off during the performance of Maroon Five, and someone zooms in on one of his tattoos, and it's a headstock. And someone's like, you know, I wish Adam Levine. Uh, could uh, afford a better guitar uh, that he <laughs> chose to depict because he put an Epiphone Aww. on there. <laughs> it's the cheaper version of the Les Paul, That's if right. you guys the don't lo- know. The low-line low Gibsons. Low line, uh, For all we yeah. know, that was the original guitar that he learned on, because I remember the first guitar that I purchased was an Epiphone, right. because it was the most cost-effective yeah, instrument that I could purchase. That. He, he can afford whatever he wants, so it's probably like a, <laughs> a An homage. homage to his first guitar he ever yeah, got maybe he probably got it at a pawn shop he better explain it that better be the story I, that that better be that it. sounds like it holds water to me <laughs> either that or it's just Here, uh, put it on silent put it on silent and then you can you can keep it keep it going blatant advertising for epiphone yeah <laughs> and it's not a real tattoo it's airbrush is it oh i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying you never know uh all right moving on Ozzy, unfortunate news to report about Ozzy being hospitalized due to his flu complications. Uh, Ozzy's been hospitalized as he recovers from complications due to the to the flu. Apparently, uh, Sharon broke the news on Twitter saying, quote, as some of you may have heard, Ozzy was admitted to the hospital following some complications from the flu. His doctors feel this is the best way to get him on a quicker road to recovery. Thanks to everyone for their concern and love, end quote. So, uh <laughs> It's not Jeez, looking good man. for Ozzy every these time, days. Seems like every time I'm here, we're talking about him in the hospital for something. Last time hand it was or... his uh, his hand, and then he had a busted eye vessel from coughing so hard from this um, flu, and now he's being hospitalized. How old? He's like in his seventies, no? Got to be. I don't know. It doesn't say here on the article, uh, uh-huh. but he had to cancel the entire European leg. It was no more tours part two uh, on doctor's orders. So I don't know. Speedy recovery, Ozzy. Hope you get better, man. Indeed. Um, all right, so moving on to other rock news. Maynard James Keenan from Tool shoots down the April release for Tool's new album. Remember, oh, we were, we were, we were just on talking it. about it to where uh, in the NAM convention, someone asked uh, drummer Danny Carey, hey, when's the album coming out? And he said probably mid-April, and Tool, uh, or excuse me, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer, uh, responded to a fan who asked him, are the rumors true about the new album dropping in April? And he simply said no. So just shot it down right there, stone cold no. Uh, so that is not coming out uh, in mid-April, according to Maynard James Keenan. So bummer for Tool fans, we just have to keep on waiting for that. Uh, I thought this was a really cool story. Um, check this out. After 27 years, Billy Corgan finally reunites with his stolen Gish guitar. Yay. 
<laughs> Look at Billy. Oh, there's my guitar. Oh. Love it. The dig- digging the yellow fur coat. I know he's wearing this fucking ridiculous coat. Looks like it's made out of carpet. <laughs> it's uh, a shag. All right. Yeah, so it's a new shag that, line. I had that carpet growing up. Made from Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So apparently the Strat is, is the one he used to record on 1991's debut album, Gish. And... Apparently, he was at a show in June 1992 in Detroit. Someone walked out of the venue with the instrument five minutes after the band finished it, finished finished its show. For 27 years, it's remained missing until this past Tuesday, when a friend contacted Corgan with a picture of the guitar. The guitar he went to verify and check it out in person. The guitar made its way back to him via this lady named Beth James, a mother of three, doesn't even play guitar. Lives about 80 minutes northwest of Detroit. She spotted the guitar at a Detroit yard sale. Really? <laughs> Paid $200 for it because she thought it would look cool in her basement. It stayed down there on a wall for the last 12 years until she decided to sell it to raise some money to buy a hot tub. Mm, and then her daughter looked at it and said, Mom, isn't this the one in this article? And I, I and then that's how they, they found out it wow. was Billy Corgan's guitar. Isn't that wild, that's though? That's great. Thought that was pretty crazy. All right. Moving on to some more news uh, about Kurt Cobain. Check this out. New book is coming out from his ex-manager, Danny Goldberg, who managed Nirvana from 1990 to 94 during their most successful years. It's a book called Serving the Servant, Remembering Kurt Cobain. And look at the release date. He's putting it out on April 2nd, just four days before the 25th anniversary of his untimely death. So... I think he's kind of looking to cash in on this, obviously, uh, putting it out on that day. But he definitely had a privileged look into their life and and kind of uh, the stories that they could tell, I'm sure, are kind of crazy, right? Uh, Would you be interested to read this, George, Dahlia? I I really enjoy um, musical biographies. Um, So, yeah, I'd, I'd read that, and I'm not even a huge Nirvana fan. Yeah, it's coming from a good source in a way that it's yeah. reliable, and he was the manager. Would you check this out, Aaron? Ah, shit, I don't read much nowadays, man. Besides news articles and whatever yeah. I'm looking at on my phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of the same way, Dahlia. I have been wanting to try out a, uh, those audio books, so yeah, I'd like to hear something like this or that Beastie Boys book on audio book. But I, I definitely, I used to read all these like autobiographies or uh, biographies and whatnot. Uh, back in high school and whatnot right um if it were on like my bathroom shelf i would definitely be reading it yeah <laughs> i yeah. had a lot of books in Madeira. <laughs> in there well there you go so uh, that. all right so this year led zeppelin celebrating their 50th anniversary but robert plant happy to debut a new band at a low low-key uk gig he's, he's got this new band called saving grace here's a photo mm-hmm. of him Apparently, the fans weren't allowed to take photos, but a, um, a person who worked at the venue took this photo. This what the band looks like. It's just a pretty low-key gig, something you'd see at a local venue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of no-name people that he's playing with. Um, I guess uh, that the venue is a, a pretty small, and it sits on the border between England and Wales, and it was kind of an unusual venue for him to play at, so... Uh, he's, he went on to say, quote, how they deeply support the Spark Theater and others like it and how important it is to preserve these places of music, theater, and art for communities everywhere. So, pretty cool. Uh, also, Led Zeppelin, look at all these guys doing side projects. Uh, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth and Led Zeppelin's John Paul Jones announced a collaborati- uh, collaborative performance. Uh, John Paul Jones and Led Ze- from Led Zeppelin and Thurston Moore are set to perform together at a London fundraising event March 28th. Um, it's for a community radio station to raise money. Uh, it's uh, Apparently, this isn't the first time that they've collaborated either. They've uh, done done stuff before. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool, though. Uh, I'd be interested to hear that recording, totally. right? Yeah, I want to hear their sound. Curious. Is yeah. it going to sound like Sonic Youth? Is it going to sound like Led Zeppelin? Right. Like I wonder... Yeah, I wish so. we had a link to play. And they know, don't have a, a band name or anything. It's uh, Sonic Zeppelins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> Sonic Zeppelin. Uh, that's good. Led youth. Led youth. Led youth. 
some industry news real quick. Uh, this was a big deal as AEG Facilities and SMG merged to create ASM Global. A lot of the venues that we see shows are pr- part of AEG Live, which does a lot of the professional music venues you see all across the, um, the United States. They, uh, they, they already have 310 venues in five continents, and now will offer, quote, an impressive array of capabilities that will accelerate the development and deployment of new services, bring diverse businesses, sports, and entertainment experiences to municipalities, partners, and fans around the world. So basically, uh, they got spots in L.A., Hamburg, Germany, London. Uh, they are the giants in the North American venue management, and merger would create an unparalleled venue network on the continent. So that's a big deal. So... Just a heads up. That's a big, big deal. We may to buy stock in that. Well, deal. we may and we may be seeing some new venues, like uh, for yeah. a lot of these, perf- you know, uh, places that we uh, go and see shows. Start see some new venues popping up. Uh, see some big shows at. So check this uh, festival out. Wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, it's a new festival uh, put on by Coachella producers Golden Voice. It's the first year. It's called Just Like Heaven, and it's in Southern California, in Long Beach. Uh, what do you guys think? Phoenix, yeah, 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 MGMT, Beach House. Oh, yeah, those headliners are great. Passion Pit, Grizzly Bear, The Rapture, Mike Snow, Starfucker, uh, The Faint, She Wants Revenge, Peter, Bjorn, and John, Tokyo Police Club, Brick Bot, Washed Out. Pretty I good like, for a yeah. first year. I like yeah. Pete Bjorn. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And it's just one day, so. Yeah, that's what's kind of cool, too, right? Saturday, May 4th at Queen Mary Park in Long Beach. I wonder if it's like a beach show. Does well, it say? From, from what I understand, the Queen Mary is a ship. and Oh, the Queen Mary. It's docked there. Oh, do you, have, they you actually, guys know the story of the Queen Mary? They actually do tours on the Queen go Mary. Go ahead. Tell us briefly. Tell well, us briefly the story. supposedly haunted from the, I want to say, 1800s. Okay. Um, somebody that I I know actually went on the Queen Mary and did a tour there, and they take you to the very bottom of the ship, and um, he had his phone out, and he played it for me later. Like you can clearly hear like this little girl's voice. It like creeped us all out. Like we uh, had chills. Uh-huh. So it's supposedly haunted by this little girl who passed away there back in the 1800s i'm not sure what happened with queen mary but it's super haunted they do haunted tours there um i would like to check that out if i were in right. long beach that does sound like th- fun. so this is on the queen mary that's that, well no it says queen mary park so oh, queen mary park it, it's probably adjacent to the ship yeah so there's yeah there's a ship that does tours supposedly super oh, so right off shore haunt- you get that great breeze yeah oh yeah all right, guys, check out this poster here what? that's causing some controversy. Uh, this is a picture of a senator, uh, this Arkansas state senator, uh, and this band, I Hate God. Uh, they they put this poster up where it's a picture of this senator with a baby in his mouth, and it looks like he's eating it. And uh, it was a poster for this show. Uh, it's a heavy metal show at this place called Vino's. And so this Arkansas state senator um, reposted it, and he said all this stuff like, please don't support this satanic show and uh, a lot of stuff. This this politician is named Jason Rappert. He calls the image a wicked and evil depiction. Uh, it's uh, been making the rounds on online. Uh, uh, Rappert previously took on the Satanic Temple, which is a group of Satanists who have protest- protested the placement of a Ten Commandments monument on the grounds of a Capitol building in Arkansas. Now he's steaming mad about the I Hate God, the I Hate God concert advertisement featuring his face with a Photoshop fangs and a bloody baby sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> Apparently he thinks I Hate God uh, are an event and not the legendary sludge metal band who have been around for 30 years. Funny enough, Rappert's Facebook page, uh, his post was shared by I Hate God themselves and it's gotten them some really good advertising <laughs> for the show. And uh, it's actually sold out. So. Wow. <laughs> Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more 
It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. <laughs> anyway, moving on. On this day in music history trivia, guys, February 8th on this day. Who was the first major mainstream artist to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, being billed as themselves and not part of a tribute act? Was it A, New Kids on the Block, B, Michael Jackson, or C, Gloria Estefan? What do you guys uh, think? Anybody? Sounds like a trick question I'm looking at. First, it I says know. mainstream artist, which sounds like one, and then you go to the... Uh, well, being it's plural, artist, or I should have put a parenthesis of S to okay. include both. Well, build as themselves, so that wouldn't be one person. Right. Right? Yeah. It's plural. It, it's well, plural. it's got to be New Kids on the Block then. Well, opinion. I mean, it's it's inclusive of plural. I don't want to say that it is plural, but it's inclusive okay. of both. Well, I might just be looking too much into this question. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> no, I, I like where I would, you, I would, I'm seeing the same thing. I'm going with Gloria Stefan. Yeah, okay. Shit, I, don't I, don't know. I don't know. I, I could see Michael Jackson doing it, but just based off this wording of the question, I probably would say A, New Kids on the Block. Okay. George? Uh, I'll say Jacko. Michael Jackson. Sure. D- Dahlia says Gloria Stefan. We're all, well, all across the board here. I have here. no idea. I need, I don't We're either. all across the board. Well, you guys are going to find out right now. I'm going to play the YouTube video of the performance from the halftime show, which is just amazing. I'm sure you guys are all going to love it. It's a it's a it's a flashback to the past here. Uh oh. Uh, 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 to one of the, the right stuff. One of the original <laughs> performances here. Oh, oh no! Is that right? Aaron, you were right. Ooh, just had to, had to be right. What the heck? Yep, this oh, was the 1991 Disney-themed Super Bowl halftime show, which featured New Kids on the Block. Ah, and this was the first time that they actually featured a real live mainstream band on the stage, being billed <laughs> as themselves. <laughs> So check it out. Here they are, dancing with the kids in the background. Johnny Wahlberg. <laughs> that is hey so girl. funny. Hey. Look at stop, his moves. Stop. They were the original boy band, weren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. If not, I mean, if you go back to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to know why we're laughing, just Google it. Disney 1991 Super Bowl halftime show with new kids on the block. It is a wow. total shit show. Total <laughs> shit show. Uh, but there you go. They were the first major mainstream artists out of form as, the Super Bowl. About as good as the uh, Super Bowl shuffle. All the other wow. ones. I know. What, yeah. was that? what year was that one? Whew. 80, 80, Chicago Bears. 85. Super Bowl shuffle. 84. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his Balljack. Woo! Balljack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Anyway, all right, Sports Minute real quick. Super Bowl ratings hitting an all-time historic low, <laughs> as we were talking about what a shit show it was. 
Um, it yeah, was we just, stopped watching and just started jamming. We're it, like, okay, it, let's go jam. We're it was a major it. significant dip, over 5% from uh, the Super Bowl viewings of last year, which is a big deal in TV numbers. That's a uh, big deal. So anyway, uh, I thought this was a kind of a cool story to just worth mentioning real quick. A stranger helped a dying man go to the Super Bowl. Uh, this was kind of cool. So this guy, Stephen Skinner, was diagnosed with an incurable brain cancer over the year and was told around Thanksgiving he only had months to live. So his son, Andrew, set up a GoFundMe to make the Super Bowl happen. Raised over 40000 right? He was going to go. Well, Premier Transportation President Mike Medici invited his whole family to watch the Super Bowl from his suite at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wow. And they put nice. the $40,000 they raised to brain cancer research. So, wow. Isn't that cool? That's, that is awesome. That is really cool. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. gives me more Classy. faith in humanity. I know. I wish more businesses like that would, you know, st- hey, we got a suite. This guy is on his dying deathbed and wants to watch the Super Bowl. Let's let him fulfill his wish you know and sure that's really cool so he's probably pissed because it was the worst super bowl ever <laughs> i know right <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> couldn't pay me to go to that one <laughs> <laughs> at least he didn't he's have like, to can i just get the forty thousand, <laughs> dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of sad too i don't mean to be a uh, little damper on this but i i thought this was interesting and it's just starting to come out that a 79-year-old woman died after being hit in the head by a fouled-off ball at Dodger Stadium last August. So ESPN is just reporting this yesterday, or excuse me, earlier in the week, February 4th, citing a Los Angeles County coroner's report obtained by the Sports Network show and information from the woman's daughter. So longtime's Dodger fan Linda Goldblum, she was at an August 25th game when a San Diego Padres batter, it's unclear who, fouled back a pitch into the lodge level in the top of the ninth, hit her in the head, taken to the hospital, died four days later, despite undergoing emergency brain surgery. The Dodgers didn't make any public comments about her or her death at the time. So um, when contacted, they said in a statement, quote, we were deeply saddened by this tragic accident, accident passing in Miss Goldblum. The matter has been resolved between the Dodgers and the Goldblum family. We cannot comment further on this matter. So... According to ESPN, this is interesting, only two other fans in Major League Baseball's 150-year history have died after being hit in the stands by a ball. One of them was a 32-year-old man was hit at Griffith Stadium in Washington 1943, and the other, a 14-year-old boy, also at Dodger Stadium in 1970. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I, I heard recently, like a year ago, they started putting netting, more, yeah. more netting and stuff. Yeah. I was at a game... A, uh, Man, I think it was actually an A's game. I was going to say it was a Giants game, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was like I was probably 15 years old. But yeah, a woman right in front of me got caught a line drive. It was going right towards her head, and she actually put her hand up, hit her in the in the hand and wrist area. Oh man! And she actually was injured pretty bad. They had to escort her out, and so I mean, <laughs> I, mean I that was literally the seat in front of me. Wow. So crazy, huh? I see how it can happen. I mean, I see bats flying in the stands yeah. all the time, and I know it's wild. You kind of got to be on point if you're going to go watch the game. You got to watch every play, you know, because anything could come flying at you. Yeah, yeah. Bring a mitt. Not to mention, pop, yeah, that's popcorn yeah, coming definitely. from you too, <laughs> and beers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, movie, TV, and entertainment news this week, guys. The Simpsons has been renewed for seasons 31 and 32. With this, it'll bring their episode count to an astounding 713 episodes, solidifying and extending its record as TV's longest-running scripted primetime series. Do you guys still watch The Simpsons at all? Or has it kind of lost? For me, it's lost I watched, it. Uh, I haven't watched it, in, in, I mean, honestly, in years. For some reason, my DVR still records every all the new ones. It has for years. Yeah. Um, and I just recently watched one of the newer ones just to check it out. How and was it? It was The Simpsons. It was all right. It was, you know, it had its little moments. It, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just the same. Would you shit, watch it kinda. though? Is it on your list? Of, like when it comes on, do you want to no. watch that? Are you like seeking that out? Not really. If you know, if I had nothing else to watch, I'll watch it. But yeah, I got so many other things to watch. Dahlia, what do you think? Um, I'm uh, going to agree with Aaron. Like I watched an episode. Used to be my favorite. Like a week you know? ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember having the Lisa Simpson doll when I was like six years old. She had like the little pearl necklace and the, the yeah. pokey hair. 
But, um, yeah, I don't know. I watched, like, an episode, like, a week ago, you know, just to kind of see, like, what where, where they're at. What I do like about that show is they have a lot of undertones of what's going on in society, which I appreciate. Like, if you don't get the jokes, you, do, you either get the jokes or you don't get the jokes. They do keep with the and times. That's, yeah, and, and that's a good... I, I like that play on the writers. So the yeah. writers have always stayed true and been, and been awesome. But, yeah, you know... Older, yeah, it's Bart not on my number one thing to watch. Bart and Lisa been in. What about you, George? Junior high for like thirty years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with I'm with uh, the others. Uh, I was a big fan in the '90s, and you know, watched it in syndication, and right. used to tune in every Sunday night. And now I oh, the Simpsons are still on. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't appreciate Matt Groening's work, and like you said, the writing is all. It always seems to be the it must be good to be, what, 32 seasons in now? Yeah, 31 and 32 just got renewed. So. Kind of reminds me of the now, state of, like, is that a uh, Saturday Night Live or something, you yeah, know? One yeah. of those flagship shows that, even though it's, like, still on and it's still going, it's just not quite what it used to be in the. Like the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> just like them. But, man, there's been so many other cartoons that have, like, tried that Sunday spot and have failed and you, you yeah. know yeah and Simpsons is still going strong they're mm-hmm. still going them Family Guy and uh, I mean, to get renewed but Family Guy went strong for a while they're still up there they're still doing mm-hmm. it they're, they're right after them they started it after making a while. new Bob's Burgers right yeah Bob's Burgers Bob's is still Burgers, doing good yeah, too I like Bob's Burgers it's yeah, funny they're good those three I think are the top cartoons in primetime right yeah. now they still do American Dad on that I don't know if they. I'm I think they not do. Sure. I think it's on. I don't know if it's on Fox though or not. I think it might be on something else. Maybe like Comedy Central or FX. They're, I think they're playing old episodes. But that was like I'm Futurama sure. too. They. That was think, a good uh, show. Check it out, guys. Look at this picture here: Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted Three, starting filming on March fifth in Los Angeles, oh Tempe, and God, Phoenix. Really. Check it out. What do you think of that? That's one of the first promo pictures. I'm put down. Out. That's cool. I've been waiting. Doesn't he look like Trey Cool from Green Day? Just, uh, he Alex does. <laughs> Dude, I want to see Keanu just act like <laughs> act like a him stoner again. idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's been playing these roles like John Wick and Neo, and, Neo, and all these badass roles, and now he's gonna you know, go back to his like he was that samurai on Forty Seven Ronin. And he's got his hair all tiny braided. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the we'll basis is it. for this. Are they gonna? Well, okay, I'll tell you. Go Here's, back to their high I actually, school I have the synopsis here. Okay, let's see. So, okay, I'll read it. It is. Here's the synopsis of Bill and Ted 3. It says, When we picked up last with the most audacious dudes, they were time-traveling teenagers trying to pass history class with the win uh, and win the Battle of the Bands. So crates. Yeah. <laughs> once, pro- once prophesized to save the universe with their rock and roll, according to the production, the new movie will see the two best friends as middle-aged men with family responsibilities <laughs> who have oh yet to fulfill their destiny. They've written thousands of tunes, but they have yet to write a good one, much less the greatest song ever. With the fabric of time and space tearing around them, a visitor from the future warns the duo that they're only... That only their music can save life as we know it. Out of luck and inspiration, Bill and Ted set out on another time travel adventure with the help of their daughters, a new crop of historical figures, and some sympathetic music legends to seek the song that will set their world right and bring harmony in the universe as we know it. Yes. <laughs> Sounds I'm great, on, I'm right? on board. I'm so on board. Historical figures again? And oh, here's my, my favorite part, some sympathetic music legends. So who did they get to make a cameo in this, you know? I'm thinking Jack Black. Oh, that's the first one no, on the like, list. No, like, no, music legends, like Jimmy Page or somebody like that, you know? Like, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, who knows who they got? So when that, does it come that'd be, out? That'd be great. Uh, I don't know. Production's just starting in March, so no no release date in sight on that. But it's happening, and it sounds good. So they go uh, get f- future Ozzy when he's yeah, it could a, be Ozzy or somebody ro- like that. Robot yeah. brain. Left. Oh shit! Who knows, man? All right. So speaking of movies and theaters, out in theaters today, February eighth, we are doing theater rent or skip on these guys. What do you think? Uh, would you pass all together? Maybe see it in the theater or maybe rent it. Here's the new one, The Prodigy. 
A mother concerned about her young son's disturbing behavior thinks something supernatural may be affecting him. We're just looking at the posters here, guys. I, I don't want to... We're not going to go through trailers. But what do you think? This looks kind of okay. Maybe not... I wouldn't see it in the theater and maybe rent it. Well, there's some extra pair of hands on the woman's shoulders. Right. Yeah, it looks kind of creepy. creepy. Ooh, I just saw that once you pointed it out. <laughs> what do you think, Dahlia? Um... <laughs> Definitely a rent, I would think. Would, like, we would watch it if it I came on like HBO or something. Movies. Would you want to see that in the theater? Mm. It depends on what else is out. If I had to choose, <laughs> well, to, we're gonna. We're, it's, hard, it's hard to know with the one sentence describing. Yeah. You know, we need to see a trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see the trailer definitely. All right. Well, maybe I'll put the trailers in next week. That way we can watch them. Yeah. Okay. Um, this next one, no. Well, Lego Movie. I kind of like have, these. We don't have children. No, so. but I, I, I think I, you know. You we, know, it's for it's actually adult humor. Oh, is it? The yeah. le, the I Lego movies the are kind of cool. I, I would re- I would rent it. I would if it came on HBO or something. I would watch it, but I'm not going to see it in the theater. The first one was supposed to be really funny. Adults liked it. Right? Did you see it at all, George? Oh yeah, I have two kids. I I've seen all these movies. So are you looking forward to this one too? <laughs> are you going to see it in the you theater? Know, they're of age now that they they probably wouldn't be interested in this in the much, theater. So I probably yeah. won't see it. Yeah. Right on. All right. So that's also out. And uh, here's another one. What Men Want. It's kind of a play on the What Women Want movie that came out with Mel Gibson in 2000. Uh, this is with Tracy Morgan and um, what's her name? Oh, I can barely see it. Something. Siraji H- P- Henson. Yeah. Siraja P. Henson. Siracha. Not Siraja. <laughs> a woman is boxed out by the male sports uh, agents in her profession but gains an unexpected edge over them when she develops the ability to hear men's thoughts. A twist on the 2000 film What Women Want with Mel Gibson. I did see the trailer for this. I think I would pass on this one altogether. Um, I, I don't think I'd even rent this one. <laughs> no, uh, but I'll watch it when it comes on HBO. Y'all see, Dolly will watch this one. Yeah, you I would. might get a couple crack ups, but I wouldn't pay to watch it. Uh, well, I'm paying for cable, but wouldn't pay extra to watch a movie that will be out in like eight months. Very true. So. All right. Liam Neeson's got a new movie out and some controversy that we're going to talk about briefly. Snowplower, it's called A Cold Pursuit. It's about a snowplow driver seeking revenge against the drug dealers he thinks killed his son, based on the 2014 Norwegian film In Order of Disappearance. So it's like... Um, Everything he's ever done all the time. Yes, thank Nothing you. new, and that's... You know, I would watch it if it was on HBO or something, oh, just, Neesoms. just to watch it and kind of see, but it sounds like yeah. so predictable and I don't know. He needs to, you know, it's like when you get typecast as one of those actors where it's like you almost, you just don't do anything else. And I, yeah. I don't know. Well, he's cashing in where he can. Killing yeah. his son or it's, all these movies are like the yeah, The last two or something. three were his do- a daughter of his. So right. now it's, they're changing it up to a son. So have you guys heard this story about Liam Neeson in the news? Yeah. What do, you, what do you guys think about it? It's basically briefly, I will tell you the, the basic rant, uh, the thing here. Uh, Liam Neeson's revealed to the independent Britain uh, uh, website or newspaper, not sure, that he once sought out a random black man to murder following a loved one's rape. He says um, <laughs> he says that the incident occurred 40 years ago, and uh, the walk back hasn't been enough. People are saying, uh, basically, he was saying, you know, his his a good friend of his got raped. He asked her what the dude looked like. She said he was black. And then so he wanted to go out on the streets and get in a fight with a black guy, basically. And he felt this rage where he wanted to kill someone. And so he was just walking the streets, hoping a black guy would approach him and confront him. And he was going to, you know, attack him or something, right? That sounds so racist. (laughs) Yeah, he should have kept it to himself. Isn't that horrible, right? I mean, that is very. Yeah. And imagine if it was reversed. If a white guy or, uh, excuse me, a black guy was saying that about white people, right? If a black guy was like, man, I just wanted to find some white guy or that was looking woman. at me wrong. or Oh, this woman with blonde hair. I or, yeah, any, yeah, I was looking for a woman with blonde hair because I hate women with blonde hair. It's like this weird psychosomatic thing, The way he was thing, trying right? to explain it was like, I don't know, trying to, I don't know, t- talk towards people that are ha- maybe have those views, you know, and like saying, I used to think that, but I've got, I've matured and That whatever, was the thing. Right? But, uh, but it, <laughs> it doesn't really work. Yeah, no, you, you said it first, Aaron. He shouldn't have even said it at all. Yeah, he should have yeah. kept, kept that to himself. Right. What, yeah. 
And uh, Whoopi Goldberg said on The View, uh, she said, You can't be surprised that somebody whose loved one is attacked is angry and wants to go out and attack. What he did go on to say is that he realized that it was too dark for him. He went and got himself some help, according to Whoopi Goldberg there. I'm not sure if that's actually She's true. A humanitarian, clearly. But more forgiving anyway, than most. We don't want to focus too much on yeah. that. You guys judge for yourself and check it out. Yar. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, we're disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar. But moving on to local news, check out all the snow that we're getting here in California. Here's a picture of the Yarts guy that was stranded in Yosemite recently. Mm. Look at that. Thank goodness we weren't on that bus. That's the uh, We're looking at about, I don't know, a couple feet of snow there surrounding this uh, bus that goes up to Yosemite National Park. It's called the Yarts bus, and it uh, goes up there, and the guy's <laughs> stuck there. He was stuck overnight uh, at this place. A lot of the roads are closed, uh, so be aware in the area, guys. The snow levels have dropped to 2,000 feet. Wow. And check this out for the first time in a really long time. They are getting snow in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and I've heard even the Bay Area. Wow. So That's crazy. Uh, snow levels dropping to 2,000 yeah. feet. We had a real cold storm. It was hailing pretty good here the other day. Yeah. Oh, it was. Briefly, yeah. We had like just one huge cloud coming over uh, yeah, just my the hail cloud. building. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was just a hail cloud, and it just like poured for like... Yeah. One and a half minutes, and that was it. <laughs> One little cloud. Uh, another sad uh, story to report. Check this out. Did you guys hear about this? Um, the plane crash in Southern California. A pilot uh, in a small plane crash crashed into a home, killing oh God. killing five or five people, including himself. Well, no, five. Yeah, including himself, four people at the house. He, he was identified as 75-year-old retired Chicago police of, officer Antonio Pastini. Living in Nevada, died in the crash in the single-engine Cessna he was flying, according to witnesses. The plane appeared to be flying normally when the first, uh, when the tail broke off and then a wing before it plummeted to the ground. It had taken off from an airport about 12 miles away. Witnesses also reported that a Super Bowl party oh, was being hosted gosh. at the house that caught on fire. DNA may be necessary to identify the four people who died because of the condition of the bodies. Two other people were injured. You, we're looking at an aerial view of the house where it crashed into the top of the house, wow. and it's just devastating. Crazy, man. Oh, my God. Isn't that wild? Yeah. If it had just been it's over awful. a little bit, there's all kinds of pools and other things to land on. Right. And it just... I mean, it wouldn't have survived anyway. What, what, and they were you know, hosting a party. It's just such a bummer. Anyway, uh, news from around the world. Look at this. $466 million worth of cocaine was seized by the U.S. Coast Guard. In the Pacific, uh, 35,000 pounds of cocaine. Wow. The drugs were offloaded Tuesday in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They just got the biggest fentanyl bust like last week, too, or like two weeks ago. Yeah, now this looks here. to be the biggest cocaine bust. Um, six crews seized the, dug, the drugs from 21 separate vessels stopped in the Pacific waters off Mexico, Central, and South America. Dang. The drugs had a wholesale value of $466 million. Uh, last in the last few years alone, crews have seized 1.3 million pounds of cocaine and detained 1,200 suspects. So, 
Don't they know that if they just drive up from Mexico to the border and turn left, that they can just drive right in? <laughs> right. You know, I keep hearing that somewhere. You know? <laughs> get your, get They're making little, it hard on themselves. Little Baja buggy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. More news from around the world. Hawaii. Measuring or their, the, this new measure that they're trying to pass in Congress would raise the smoking age to 100 by 2024. <laughs> if a lawmaker in Hawaii has his way, the legal age to buy cigarettes will be raised to 100 years old in five years. He's an emergency room doctor. Introduced new legislation, which calls for a phased ban on cigarette sales. The legal age would uh, would raise to, uh, from 21 to 30, then to 40, 50, 50 each uh, you know following year until it's raised to 100 by 2024. The raise limit wouldn't apply to e-cigarettes or chewing tobacco. Uh, Man, that would like those years, like when it you know if it's 40 and 50, and it gives some people like something else to look forward to getting older like oh i can finally smoke yeah i'm 50 years <laughs> old finally get a cigarette i'm only gonna live for 20 more years <laughs> yeah, I know. if i'm lucky uh, shit uh just fucking make it illegal in general i guess right? yeah well there you go so that's this kind of way of doing I'm, that i'm dreading that on the horizon uh so there you go i mean just the fact that for you know the secondhand smoke t- to others you know yeah like I don't know. Maybe they make cigarettes uh, healthier somehow. Without, somehow. Without all the... Uh, That'd be nice. Crazy ingredients. That'd be nice. Um, all right. More news from around the world as feds are trying to block the nation's first safe drug injection site in Philadelphia. Wow. So check this out. Um, it's a drug injection site opening in the city. It has support from the mayor and the district attorney. It's a nonprofit safe. It's a nonprofit called Safe House, and it wants to open the site to deal with the opioid problem, like we were just talking about fentanyl and all that shit, which has the highest opioid death rate of any large U.S. city. Philadelphia uh, does. Who's paying? Who's paying for it? Well, we is are. taxpayers going to buy all these needles for these drug addicts? I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> I'm not into it. Let me let me go further with this. Attorney M- William McSwain filed suit to stop the site saying at a news conference that normalizing the use of deadly drugs like heroin and fentanyl is not the answer to solving the epidemic. District Attorney Larry Krasner, who visited a safe injection program in Vancouver, Canada, to learn about them, said in response to McSwain, quote, we are not going to prosecute people who are trying to stop people from dying. At safe injection sites, people can shoot up under the supervision of a doctor or nurse who can administer an overdose antidote if necessary. Supporters say oh they also God. provide an epi- uh, an opportunity to help get treatment, help reduce the, the spread of diseases like HIV and hepatitis C, and create safer neighborhoods without used needles littering the streets. Those are the benefits, they say. But it's a good point, Aaron. I mean, who's Dread going I, to be paying for that? No one's going to want to get spun out in a doctor's office. Yeah. They want to be on the street running around doing fucking what fucking drug addicts do. <laughs> So they probably wouldn't yeah. even use those I'm just things. Gonna what you're saying, get all too, spun right? out in here and just no, hang out. No, and then they'll run out. And then I'll hang out with the doctor. I'm gonna bring all my new needles and. Share I think with it's all my just friends. a place to shoot up. It's just supposed to be an injection site that you can get a clean needle. Yeah. You don't have to share a needle. And I don't but know. Are you mean, gonna take that clean needle with you? Well, no. Maybe the doctor. I no, guess. you wouldn't. You would keep uh, it there. It would be all at, at the site. Go right into a sharps container. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be like, okay, we'll inject you with your drug, and we'll use. Here's a needle to use it, and you can go on your way. But you know, this is really bad for you. And here's some ideas. Now, you how know, about to, a, a doctor um, injects a drug addict, and the drug addict overdoses? Now, is that doctor? I mean, I know they said they're going to administer those overdose medications. What if that doesn't work? The guy dies. Is the doctor now liable for shooting the dude up? Yeah, I would imagine they would be. So, yeah, there's holes in this. They would be his responsibility. That's definitely true. And this is the first in the nation. So, who knows? I mean, it, it must be so bad, so bad that they're looking for any type uh, of resolution to that's the, the thing. issue. If you got so many people shooting up with dirty needles all over the streets, there's got to be a I'm way. Sure they have a huge HIV and AIDS epidemic. And they and do. Philadelphia, I mean, the movie Philadelphia was literally about that. <laughs> 
AIDS, you know? Mm. Uh, it was uh, Philadelphia's one of the worst cities in the nation. But is this the answer? Like, well, that's the, that's you know? They're, yeah. like, condoning the behavior in a lot of ways. It's a fine line, I would imagine. Because what if somebody, like, that just wanted to try heroin for the first time goes there? <laughs> now yeah, you've got a new up, addict. Right? Well, maybe, maybe the laws against the dealers have got to be harsher and not so much against the users, but the, the dealers, you know? Right. But, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It's going on in Philadelphia right now. You guys do your own research and check it out. But if you're using Google Chrome, uh, heads up on this new thing, this new extension that can tell of users if their passwords have been compromised. It's a new thing on Google Chrome called the Password Checkup, and it will monitor your website logins. And if someone else logs in with a username and password that Google knows has been compromised, it'll alert you. Uh, and it cross-checks the login credentials. So it's kind of cool. So at least Google is doing something, I think. Uh, I think that's kind of a good sign. Uh, so just be aware. Uh, I didn't know about this. Check this out. Hand sanitizer apparently is the ultimate hack for deodorizing smelly shoes. <laughs> a dollop. So they say to sque- uh, squeeze a bunch of uh, hand sanitizer on the inside bottoms, let they them dry. suggest us a dollop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says a dollop of hand sanitizer on the inside bottoms of your shoes. Let them dry overnight, and they smell better in the morning. But uh, I guess Runner's World, this guy who, uh, the Runner's World magazine, he said, not only is it important to get rid of that nasty smell, imperative that you kill the pesky bacteria living in your shoes. So it actually kind of does both. So mm-hmm. if you got some stinky shoes, give it a shot. Squeeze some hand sanitizer in there. Uh, there you go. Uh, okay, so that stupid egg. Remember that uh, shit, that the world record egg, where it was just a, pot- a photo of a brown egg that beat out all the Instagram people and it got the most likes. Well, the the whole purpose of it was to raise awareness for mental health issues. So if you look now on their um, Instagram page, it has a thing to talkingegg.info. It has links to mental, mental health awareness sites from around the world. So you guys, you know, uh, it, it's all to raise awareness for that. So it's kind of cool. I think at least it's for a good cause and they use that for something. So check this out. All right, some funny stories here as we end the night. Customers share ridiculous ways hipster restaurants and bars serve drinks as they demand, we want cups. So here's a picture of one of them. Have you ever got served a drink in something like this, George? Or like What? This is a fucking light bulb with a straw in it. Is that a gag? That is not a gag. This is a real... These are real, Watch, I'm going to show you this whole website. Is that here. A, a cup made to resemble a light bulb or is that an actual light bulb with some drink in it i think they're modified but they're they look bigger than normal light bulbs that doesn't seem yeah those look uh, like the outdoor bulbs you have uh, (laughs) like on the patio right um but apparently uh, these are actual things that are happening uh there was this this whole reddit thread of uh people that uh have these photos of these uh different drinks and stuff uh that show it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'll show you on this article here. They they range from like a little mini bathtub, ones like in a trash can, <laughs> ones um, you'll see some of these ones here. A shoe. Yeah, almost. There's no shoe on here, but I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, a ice cream cone. One of them's an ice cream cone. Watch here. Let me check it out. Okay, so it's like some kind of lined ice cream cone that can hold liquid, and so they serve a fucking frappuccino in it, in an ice cream cone. You drink it first and then eat the cone. Now, Aaron, as a coffee drinker, would you, you know, that actually sounds kind of good. Like, I'd like to eat that cone afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, I'd try it. That sounds kind of good. That actually is pretty clever. Pretty clever, right, on that one. It's probably, uh, what is it, chocolate all... In the inside. I mean, you can't yeah. get in your car with that. No, that's true. <laughs> you got to eat it before you go. Yeah, you couldn't get on the drive-through. I mean, ice cream get cone. It probably drive-thru. only holds a few shots of coffee. You got to just chug it real quick and then eat the cone. Look at this guy. He got a, apparently a bag of chocolate milk with a straw, and he just pokes pokes the fucking straw right in the middle of it. Uh, and then here's some other you ones. Use the corner. Well, no, it's got a hole. Oh, really? It's got a hole. See the little arrows uh, with yeah, the hole? Yeah. Like you're supposed to drink oh, it like See how there's different holes, though? So yeah. He could have got, oh, right. got it yeah. from the top. From the top. <laughs> he just wanted to be a jackass. All right, so check it out. Here's another uh, light bulb drink. This is some kind of a mixed drink. 
It's it all rusty and shit. Wow, yeah, that does not look appetizing. And it's straws through the light bulb, so you're not like drinking out of the bottom of the light bulb, but you got a straw, and it's on ice. Huh. Okay. What's the point of that? Exactly. An uh, avocado with a drink in it. Look at here's an avocado with a latte in it. They hollowed out an avocado and put the latte oh, in the avocado. Stupid. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then look at this one here. Let me. Let's. Uh, this one's a Bloody Mary in a Chinese takeout box. <laughs> there's a bunch of Bloody Mary shit, and there's ice and like a stalk of celery, and it's some kind of lined uh uh-huh. Chinese takeout box. Okay. That you, <laughs> that you eat or drink out of rather. Uh, okay. Here's the bathtub one. Oh, that's nice. Look at this. It's like a little. Um, looks like a little bubble bath. You but got your own little rubber ducky. Yeah, a little ducky, and it's got, like, foam and stuff. It's some kind of mixed drink that's supposed to look like a bubble bath. The dirty bath. Bubble bath. <laughs> okay, and look at this one. This one's a lamp with the drink, like, screwed into the bulb there. With, like, a little hose that runs down? So I don't know. Could, but oh, the, that's, the, that's the stem of the... Okay. Yeah, and look at the lady's like, why is my cocktail coming a lamp? <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. <laughs> it's a whole lamp. No. Really something. What the hell is that, right? Wild. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Here's another one. This one actually seems kind of cool that it was made for it. It's like a little fly. It looks like a fly with like a metal front and a top flap. And you kind of flip open the flap and it's got uh, a drink inside the back part of the fly. Like you could tell they made it for like a drink, you know. That one's actually kind of think a little bit neat but why why yeah uh here's the one that's like in a uh, camera lens cup (laughs) this is a cup drink out of camera lens uh and here's the last one a trash can it's called the zoom look at it's just simply a a metal trash small metal trash can with red Red bull Bull poured into and a bunch of drinks poured into it that looks like a big giant garbage can. I mean, I've seen recently. Look at these you drinks. Know, like though, cans, yeah. they make those types. What is of that like ceviche in a? What What am I looking at? Strange things that people serve drinks in. Oh, interesting. So look at here's some of the other ones that we were looking at. This one's a cocktail. It came in a lamp. Can I try your um, toilet bowl? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> here's one that's a bathtub. Look at that with floating olives no. inside. This one served in a takeout <laughs> box. How do you even drink out of that takeout box? There's like, a latte, latte in a avocado. Hmm. Here's what about this, babe? To get your drink and your meal all in the one. A little uh, mixed drink and a light bulb. Is that a real light bulb? Yeah. All right, we've already given this shit too much attention. Yeah. <laughs> get what? the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's uh, okay. okay. That was the last story. That's pretty much it. Uh, I think we got maybe one more here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, KFC Bearskin. Check this out, guys. KFC wants you to lounge on a Colonel Sanders Bearskin rug this Valentine's Day. Look at the rug. How it's creepy. A, it's a fucking, it's got it's Colonel. It's the Colonel. Yeah, it's the Colonel, but he's a bearskin rug. Oh, my God. So there's only three of them being made. In order to win it, you got to go to Reddit and submit your unique and wacky content. You can do a Photoshop battle, storytelling challenge, or uh, a duel, a drawing duel. You'll get a rug as well as two fried chicken pajama onesies, a KFC gift card for a year, and a yearly subscription to an online streaming service. That's what every woman wants on Valentine's Day. That's so romantic. Chichen. That sounds (laughs) funny right there. Photoshop battle. Transform an image of of the Colonel Sanders rug into a fuzzy, crazy, romantic masterpiece. Yeah. Well, you got to (laughs) enter. They're, yeah, they've maybe, been getting maybe pretty Danielle clever. will like that, Aaron. They've been getting pretty clever with their marketing, no. I gotta say. <laughs> no, yeah. That does it for us this week on the Garage Rock Show podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Later, Wisconsin. I know. Thank you. By accident.
access in this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.